the adult beverages are poured, the kids are asleep. Welcome to New Dad Gaming, a show about fatherhood, gaming, and new fathers figuring out their gaming lives. My name is Trevor, and I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And I'm Jeff. I have a ten-year-old and a seven-year-old. It is time for an old man to yell at clouds. Are you? <laughs> are you ready? I'm ready. Let's let's hear it. Yeah, just something off my chest, and in many ways, I want to try to defend parents and dads from. Uh, I think what's perceived as it's a very unfair perception about parents in what is already a very trying time. Uh, specifically, you know, depending on where you're living, uh, your circumstance might be different. But where we are, uh, Ontario, Canada, they extended the school closures. So kids are at home, quote unquote, learning. Now, to be clear, like I'm, I understand it and I'm for it in the sense that I think everyone's trying to do their best. Like this is all about public health and pulling together. So it's not against that part about it. What I'm not seeing is that, so parents are having a hard time with this, right? Mm-hmm. It's difficult. Yep. Like it's either, like you have to stay home. Maybe uh, one of the parents or both needs to leave their job to do this part of it. Uh, the kids are struggling. Like it's not easy for them. Like, hey, five-year-old, sit quietly in front of the screen by yourself all day. Yeah. Excellent idea. This could be great. Yeah. You know, the teachers, it's hard on the teachers. Like, that's not the same. That's not what they signed up for. So it's difficult across the board. What you'll hear parents uh, lament this. It's it's difficult. Damn, it's difficult. Like, oh, this is so hard. I can't believe they extended it. Oh, no. And what I'm yeah. really sick of is that pushback to parents where it's like, it's like, oh, like, do you don't want to spend time with their kids? Like, oh, you don't want to be like with your kids? And it's like, you don't get it. Man, that's not. (laughs) You try being with my kids. No, no. That's right. You come over here. I just, it's, this is a really difficult time to be a parent, I think, generally in our evolution, right? You go back like four or five generations, and inside of any particular household, I think you had, you know, if not sisters and brothers, you had grandparents, you had people kind of nearby. There was a, there was actually really a community of people around helping you raise your kids. And if not that, at very least, you know, hey, six-year-old, go ahead to the park by yourself. No yeah. one's going to judge me. No one's going to call the cops on me because my five-year-old's out front playing by himself kindly. You know, so between those like social pressures and the fact that there's no family support, right? Everybody lives in houses in vastly different cities, like completely far apart. So you're just two parents with two kids trying to do your best. Right. And that's just, it's such a different markup. Like it's, it's so different from how any, I think people raise kids at any particular point. And here's my general thinking on the calculus of it, where like, I don't know if you've kind of noticed somewhat of the same, but when we when we used to get together with friends or with our family, right. So like you would change the ratio. So let's, here's the ratio, two kids, two parents, a hundred percent effort. <laughs> like right. yeah. you are just completely focused on those kids, not jumping off of the back deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on top of each other. Yeah. Everything. Yep. Right. Like it, it's just, it's two kids, two parents, hundred percent focus. What I have found in my getting together with other parents, it'd be more like, let's say four kids, four parents, 50% effort. There's just something about when kind of parents and adults get together where, okay, you keep an eye on the four of them. The three of us will kind of do other things. It's going to free us up. Yeah. And it's something about kids too, just where that's a bit of a herd mentality. They're watching each other. They're helping each other. Like age differences can help 
as far as like older ones kind of shepherding the little ones no put down the scissors like <laughs> but let's all put, like they they entertain each other a little bit too they just it takes that burden off so two parents two kids 100 percent effort four parents four kids same ratio half the effort i swear that's the case and i think that's true for teachers too in some small way it's not easy but it's just like if you can have a bunch of kids all participating i think it's just self-enforcing am i am i way off base here is it is it not just different and difficult for us <laughs> no i i totally hear you and i think uh i i do agree it's um it's way more difficult right now where uh everybody's going just full tilt trying to get things done and if you introduced again pre-pandemic before when we could gather with other people um like birthday parties and stuff you had way more adults and less of the effort because yeah the kids would just enjoy each other's company or they would figure out things on their own there that there'd be that social community that kind of forms with teachers i don't know how they do it they have 20 Mm. screens that are all individual kids (laughs) with their own individual problems like things are going on in the background in every single household i've sat here and watched my seven-year-old and it's got to be really really tough for teachers just to hone in people playing with you not not only like the webcam settings but like what's going on behind them and they don't have that kind of focus anymore so yeah it's tough it is tough i don't want any complaints i don't want people saying you don't want to be with your kids what what's going on like we're just holding together here yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, just, like, we, we are they're going through a hurricane we are just yeah. holding on to the side of the ship hoping not to be flung asunder yeah. so it's just disheartening to have a parents attacked if they show any signs of uh, unhappiness around the scenario. And it's, it's look, man, like I adore, as I said last episode, like I adore my kids and I'm so happy they're here, but damn it, if this is not just extra stress, which makes it so hard. Absolutely. So utterly unfair to parents, like dads, I'm out there, I'm on your side, I'm defending you, don't listen to them. It is (laughs) exceptionally difficult to be parents right now. So don't listen to the haters. Don't forget. Absolutely not. All right, so we're going to follow up that darkness right. with a bunch of light. We are so excited for this. It, you might have, If you have listened to the show for a while, we used to have a segment called Gaming Dad Victory of the Week. And darn it, if this week we are not bringing it back, cue the music. Gaming Dad Victory of the Week. Each week we feature an exceptional gaming dad, and often their kids, who are doing fatherhood and gaming so well. And this week's Gaming Dead Victory of the Week goes to Jordan and his kid, Jean-Luc. So Jean-Luc had defeated his first Lego game. So the photo we have up on the video of this too is him standing in front of the completion screen, so proud as his father must be behind the camera as well. So from the Gaming Dad, Jordan's mouth himself, he says, he worked on the game for weeks and solved puzzles on his own, so I am pretty proud of him. I just had to give him encouragement and say things like, try breaking things. (laughs) the only time you'll say it the only time (laughs) he says that's usually the solution to lego game puzzles too true so he's been working on lego movie 2 since then but i don't think he'll finish it for a while it seems a lot more complex but he's figuring it out i will say this we had first interact with jordan a while back that's actually almost two years ago jean-luc as of this recording is now six years old and is still gaming loving platformers so your kid beating their first Lego game, like how and th- like thrilling for them. Did you have a moment like that with yours, uh, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody kind of like 
pins that in their memory on their first game that they beat with their kids or witnessed them beating um, the game for the first time. I still remember my young kids going, I think it was Tearaway was one of their first. So um, kudos to this dad. This is a, an amazing achievement. I think um, not only the kid will remember it, but he will too. And again, sharing that bond and just having that puzzle solving going and the victory of actually doing it all yourself is just an amazing confidence booster. So good to hear that he's still gaming a couple years later. So yeah, absolutely. And rating the platformer. So congratulations to Jean-Luc for completing his game and congratulations for Jordan for winning this week's gaming dad victory of the week. If you would like to be nominated or know somebody else deserving, please get a hold of us at our website, newdadgaming.com. So absolutely amazing. Man, so so happy to have a little bit of positivity, especially after going on uh, some old man rant at the beginning of the show. <laughs> As it says, yeah. so, so anybody listening here, if you have your own Gaming Dad victory, you yourself, your gaming moment, your victory, your kid's victory, or know someone else, send along to our website, leave a comment on the video or uh, any of our socials. We'd love to get you featured here on the show. Now, we have mentioned a number of times the perils of YouTube. Yes. The, the deep, dangerous, dark hole that uh, YouTube can represent. And unfortunately, Jeff, it seems like it may have ensnared one of your own. Yeah, it has, Trevor. Um, I think every parent will be dealing with this, if not now, then maybe in the future when their kid is allowed their own YouTube time. So my 10-year-old's allowed to peruse YouTube uh, as he sees fit. He knows what's appropriate, or at least I thought he did. <laughs> so it was thought. <laughs> yeah. So he watches one specific YouTuber um, playing Among Us, which is fine. I've spot checked that. Um, language is okay. Everything's fine. The problem is, is that one of the suggested videos after the playlist uh, was some other mm. videos that this YouTuber has done. Not so appropriate and oh. very... So it was even the same YouTuber. It wasn't it was even a... a... Yep. Oh, no. Same bad. YouTuber, just different playlists, right? Because it just goes along with hey YouTube thinks you like this so you'll like more and the age range just kind of like spiked so I didn't know that this other playlist existed um, it's about like reading off creepy text or you know it's like spooky stories kind of thing right and the guy intersplices video and other content with it so yeah not appropriate for a 10 year old and turns out that my 10 year old said he wasn't affected with it wanted to show me it Oh, no. And I immediately knew that he had crossed that boundary where, you know, little kids don't know that boundary yet. So, <laughs> or they don't, they think they know, but then, you know, nighttime hits. You don't know, kid. You, you don't know. <laughs> so Jeez. he was all excited, tries to go to bed, obviously can't sleep, uh, is scared that these creepy texts, whatever content was in it, is going to happen to him. So we have oh, been... Geez having him sleep in his brother, little brother's room on the floor for the last week. Because uh, that's where he feels comfortable. And by all means, you know, I'm not going to shame him and like, you know, you shouldn't be scared, all this stuff. It's like, no, if you no, feel no, comfortable no. in your little bro's room, go there. And but... <laughs> and, kudos to the, and kudos to the older brother if he's somewhat willing to kind of lend a hand in this scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but now we're at a point where it's just kind of like, his bedtime routine conjures up these feelings, right? So now he gets anxious and scared, and it's part of that routine, and it's hard to kick him out of it. 
Um, so we're trying different things on, you know, view, I, I actually view the video with him to kind of mm. talk him through it. Interesting. Um, okay. Didn't work. So, yeah. wow. uh, that good trauma, idea. Like, y- yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't cause it kind of like put it back to him again. Um, so we tried, um, kind of moving him into a specific part of his room with different night lights and stuff. Uh, what did work last night, um, was if he wants more YouTube time, he has to give an effort to try and sleep in his room. Hmm. Second thought, I'm not sure I should have done that because again, it's like hanging a reward over his head where he has like legit feelings. So again, if any dads out there have any like (laughs) solutions, because I don't, we're trying things, but we're not quite there yet. What's troubling about that too is like whatever decision you make, like whatever you, I'm going to try this, is yeah. that you're, you're dealing with something mental. And there's a course like there's a whole layer of toxicity which you rightly are trying to avoid as far as like, you know, be a man, don't be afraid of anything. It's like, you know, that's no, kind of yeah, garbage. Yeah. Um, so that's that's wonderful. But I mean, as far as like how do you, like, what type of question is it? Like how do you make someone not afraid of something? If you went to a therapist for years and years, like maybe they could coach you through something, but this is kind of an in-house moment where a kid saw something they shouldn't have it's got lodged lodged in yeah and now it's there the the carrot angle is kind of interesting as far as especially like how you put it as put an effort yeah where it's like wake up you're going to be scared it's okay to be scared yeah but just try to like walk yourself through and then get back that's that sounds to me like a positive step Um, and it sounded like it had some success some degree of success yeah it 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 was better so it might be one of the because I I remember sneaking downstairs and watching a movie that my parents were watching. Shouldn't have watched it. Um, and I spent a week in my brother's room too. So and that movie was Shrek too. <laughs> <laughs> Scared me for years. Yeah. So I think time heals all wounds. I think that's part of it. I think it eventually be like just washed away. It'll get less uh, effective. Um, if it doesn't, I'll report back and let you know that we're in, you know, this other rabbit hole of nightmares, but, uh, you know, just a warning to, um, dads and parents out there is, especially during these times, I can't be with him a hundred percent of the time. We trusted him to kind of know what's appropriate and he makes mistakes. Now he knows his boundary. Like, that's interesting. Learn from it. Right. So that's kind of nice dad. That's, I wouldn't have expected that takeaway where it's. Because I, I find with mine, I mean, mind you, he's like five. So th- we're talking like vastly different uh, age ranges. But I, I find that when he's, he likes to continue to push past oh. things like that, where it's just like, because even if it went bad last time, it's like, well, I still want to try that. And it's almost like there's there's no learning in the lessons just yet. There's no learning from the bad experiences. Right. So it's interesting to see that your son actually kind of appreciates his kind of self rot and now he's kind of dealing with these things so he has kind of seems like a certain emotional maturity i don't know if that's a common with 10 year olds or not we'll see you know again he says he's a good talker we'll just see if his actions kind of follow he's through like, with it so <laughs> good talk. yeah talk, talk's a big game we'll that's see right yes yeah, so i i would love to see from any gaming dads out there that have uh suggestions because because not only you i, I imagine like in this media saturation that we currently have, just where it's television, tablets, and especially at this moment when all kids are watching a little bit too much yeah. screen time, and parents just need, I got to take a meeting, I got to go do some work, so like just please be on the tablet for like ten minutes while I do this stuff. 
yeah. the opportunity for this is quite abundant in current times. So yeah, any gaming dads with some suggestions for us would be please very well received. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm open. We've had our little guy has woken up bawling a few times, but I mean, as in literally like twice. So he would oh. he would just kind of sit up and just cry, 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 and we can't really get through to him. He doesn't seem to, he wasn't really able to describe what it was, but he just seemed to be super sad about it and like came into our room. Difference being that he just like plopped down and fell asleep immediately, hmm. yeah, and never kind of resurfaced. That's about the only experience we've had with it so far. I do like as a side tangent, my other son seems to. It's either he's telling the truth and it's a very funny dreaming sequence, or he's lying <laughs> and he's trying to manipulate where he's. It, it's just funny how he has dreams every night, and then he comes and tells us them, and the dreams are very much just exactly what he wants. <laughs> where it's like, hey, I, I had a dream last night where I came downstairs and you and I we played video games and it was a lot of fun. And he just like leaves it there. He's like, eh, yeah, eh, yeah. Eh. That sounds like a great idea. Is it? Does that sound wonderful? <laughs> and then we went to the donut store and we yep. got some donuts and and. Our dog, Moogle, was very happy. Do you not understand that's like your desire as opposed to a dream? Are you thinking dream as in it's my dream <laughs> that you'll let me? Like, like when I ask you, did you dream anything? And he's like, yeah, like I dream that you'll let me play video games this right. morning. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, no, did you not? I, that's not how it works, son. <laughs> I, I don't hate, buy into that, though. If it works, all, all the power to him. Don't hate the player, hate the game, I suppose. But it's like, it's like you're not, you're not pulling that on me. No. Nice, nice try though. <laughs> and, and speaking of dreams, the with some news that came up this week, Whoa. the dream of game streaming died a little bit. Where the Google Google has disbanded its in-house gaming division. Its division so like yeah. they were building some games in-house. That's been disbanded. Now, that doesn't mean, a.k.a., they're going to cancel Stadia next month. It It is concerning. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what your take is on this. Like, it, It's kind of hard to read. I'm worried about reading too much into it, but I'm also, does it, is it kind of like a smoke signal of where they stand on it? Yeah, I, I think when you get rid of, like, your first party um, games, uh, it's kind of signaling that you're, the writing's on the wall, you're probably going to sell this tech uh, off to whoever or sell the tech in mm. parts. So it's kind of interesting in a time of lockdown and pandemics and everything is streamed that they wouldn't really yeah. push more uh, for first party success and them as a platform. I just think like now is the time. Like if anything was to show <laughs> how streaming works and even with cyberpunk, like um, how most systems can't run it, but Stadia's version was amazing. Apparently, like, yeah. That seems like now was this is how it is, and to kind of get it out to people. And, and again, I think even with my kids streaming stuff that's just like Roblox, which is like in, in browser stuff, like Stadia would have been a good transition to kind of get mm. them on board. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. sad to see that first party games are like no more for them. They just didn't buy into it, gave it a year, and then yeah. out. So I, I'm curious because it's just there's some part of me that that does wonder if it's almost like to be optimistic about it, where yeah. you know cyberpunk was so successful. It's like you know what, like this is 
what what are we are we going are we are we cd cd product project red are we going to be so good as a game company that we're going to be able to produce these titles that actually move the needle or is the, are those resources better focused on securing those type of contracts and like producing better tech that actually makes it work you know are, are we just kind of like muddying the water by bothering yeah. trying to produce games let's let's focus on our strength and double down on games i mean my my concern generally is like as gaming dads like the the idea of streaming games i think is really powerful for us i mean we had a um we'll talk about this next week next episode but we had a gaming dad who was concerned about how much he's going to be actually able to game right like i'm a new dad this is my hobby i don't think i'm gonna have time one of our responses was you know consider gaming like uh, streaming so between xbox and uh, geforce now and even stadia like if you can game wherever you are in your house like that's kind of a potential so but the idea for gaming so i like its potential for gaming dads and its enablement of gaming anywhere so what's concerning though is like for a gaming dad who would want to plop down the money required for this so google stadia gotta buy the controller 100 bucks yeah. It's particular models you have to buy games. So you would have had to purchase CD Projekt Red. And now with your limited dad funds and limited dad gaming time, you're starting to see these chinks in the armor. Oh no. <laughs> Just like Yeah, again like where did those licenses lie? Like if you bought a third-party Google Stadia version, do you get that license back if Stadia goes up? If I bought Assassin's Creed do I get the PC license? Like, does it trans? Like, I don't get it. Like, is it Stadia only license? And then I've spent all this money building up this library, and it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because I mean, like the it, it's been a weird enough transition. I know you, of the two dads here, like you're much more the proponent of physical media. I've yeah. tended to really enjoy digital. I mean, but I saw it more as Steam in the sense that my Steam library theoretically exists in whatever computer I get. I can just play it on. Of course, if Steam decides to blow up their database, I lose all games I've ever had. Right. That's a problem. But when the uh, value proposition is already so murky, as something with Stadia, and then you know you start to see these problems in it, and now you know again, gaming dad surveying the landscape. Where am <laughs> I going to place my bets? <laughs> right. Ouch. Yeah. And maybe they do sell off the parts, like you said, play to their strengths, and really it's about you know, providing this this streaming service to other companies. And same with Amazon and their Luna, mm. how that works. So, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I wanted to succeed. I mean, like, so from yeah. very, we talked to this just before starting the show there. I mean, one of the, one of my takeaways from it was uh, my console. So I, you know, still very much enjoying the Xbox Series X or SS. By the way, I had to completely, I had to Google what my console was called because i forgot i got <laughs> xbox one s stuck in my head which i knew was wrong but yeah i couldn't i couldn't get out of it i couldn't remember what, what the heck the thing was called so i had to google it <laughs> it was just like it's like what is this like this you is heard the worst it here naming. first yeah gaming this, guy can't remember the console got it yeah i'm our is, is that a nintendo son <laughs> I've, I've crossed the threshold i'm already there i'm already yeah. forgetting the name of all of them everything's gonna be a nintendo in that's a year right. that's right it's all nintendos yeah anyway so the, what, it, what took me away what you and i were talking a bit before the show is um if i was to lose game streaming 
and not even stream sorry like the the xbox game pass yeah which which i see it's kind of like it's like netflix in a sense except you have to download the movie first before you play it unlimited games right if i lost that this console would be dead to me the load times is great but it's like okay i'm gonna have to buy like a brand new library of all these games for this thing compared to yeah. you know what i had on playstation etc cetera, etc cetera. compared to what, what i found interesting is that you currently don't have any kind of subscription really with playstation and you would be just utterly happy if you got to just like keep using it so it's kind of an interesting dichotomy between the two of us so yeah does that make you more reassured in your purchase and your decisions <laughs> Like, given that there's some <laughs> tiny bit of drama um, in the game streaming world? Yeah, like, I think, again, I I really prefer Sony's first-party offerings. I think they dump a lot of money into their first-party games. Uh, Nintendo as well, right? They just live off certain franchises and try to keep them going and then introduce new ones and try to keep those going. So I can see that's their focus. With Xbox, their focus is very much Game Pass, and, and they're trying to get into more games and, you know, acquisitions. The thing that I like about Stadia kind of being part of the service part is that they're not going to like mm-hmm. try to snipe exclusives. So now as a gaming dad, I don't have to like, oh, my son wants like this exclusive Fortnite skin. He has to get the Stadia version to get that and not, you know, the PlayStation version. You know, you're just further splintering the community, which I, I never liked to begin with. Um, so that's kind of a, a good thing to come out of it, hopefully. Um but yeah, I'm very much a proponent of mm. games first and then figure out the services, but I got there's two sides to one, every story. One like little I counter, can... though, is that uh, I have opened up my Xbox a bit to my son. Again, like we, as per the last episode, we're playing Gart Plants uh, versus Zombies. But when he wants to try yeah. out a game, I could just scroll through the whole family section. Which one does he want? <laughs> For you, true. that's a that's yep. a sixty to eighty dollar bet. You got to place down. Yep, it's not happening. It'll be like past stuff. Like, oh, here is <laughs> all like, the stuff I already have. Shovel it. Pick from that. <laughs> it's a sock drawer full of yeah, you know, just like old toys come out from the couch. What's These that? You want to be like today's hero, Jean Luc, <laughs> and to finally beat Lego? No, I don't, Dad. Yes, you do. Here you are. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing lego again so we gotta uh, eat perfect <laughs> yeah all right yeah. we'll wrap it up there for this week <laughs> everybody thank you so much for listening this has been new dad gaming if you you yourself have a gaming dad victory story if you know somebody else deserving reach out to us at our website newdadgaming.com you can also find us on social media at new dad gaming uh, similarly reach out to us with any dad concerns any dad questions show ideas would absolutely love to hear from you if you'd like to subscribe to the podcast you can find us on itunes google play uh, spotify stitcher and any of the other major podcasting services again the website is newdadgaming.com and would adore to connect with any of you about ideas dad issues if you have some nightmare tips for jeff and his 10 uh, year old as they go through it yes. would adore the feedback so once again everybody thank you so much for listening and until next week my name is trevor and i have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and I'm Jeff. I have a not sleeping 10 year old yeah. and a seven year old. Help. Help. Darn you, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube strikes again. <laughs> All right. See you next week. See you.